Hi, I'm Dr. Divina Lopez, a board-certified pediatrician with over 10 years of experience in pediatrics, and you are listening to Dancing into Parenthood. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dancing into Parenthood. I have a real treat today. I have Miss Eileen Carter Campos. Uh, so I met her, another one of my like treasures from Instagram because I found her at the very beginning of this pandemic. I found her video that she had put out where she was talking about her son and getting tested for COVID because she was suspicious about the way he was sick back, you know, earlier in the year. And so she wanted to make sure that it wasn't that virus that had gotten him sick. And I love that no matter what, she advocated for her son and made sure that that testing got done because, you know, medical professionals were like, oh, well, that happened already. Why are we going to do this? He's better now. And, you know, even her husband was just like, let it go. It's okay. <laughs> they had tested him at first. I think they lost the test, right? Like you didn't get the results or something. Yeah, they said that the, the results were unfound. Yeah, and so, you know, she wanted to go back to get another testing done. So I was really proud of her that as a mother, she listened to her motherly intuition because that for me is something that I think every mother needs to listen to. I don't care who tells you what. I don't care who says, no, that's not, you know, reasonable. She went with her gut feeling and she knew what she had to do as a mother and she did it. No matter who was telling her it wasn't a good idea or it wasn't necessary. And, um, and the bottom line is that her son um, did test positive. And so, you know, we don't want you, I'm sure she didn't want that test to be positive, but in her gut, she knew that as a mother, she had to do what she had to do in order to find out this information for her son, which was really important because what are the side effects afterwards, right? And what are the things now that we have to do in order to make sure that he stays healthy or what if something else happens? Um, so when I discovered her video on Instagram, first I had reached out to her at that point, like, hey, um, can we do a podcast together? Because I love how you advocated for your son. I found out that she was an educator on top of that. Um, you know, unfortunately, she got sick herself. And, you know, for whatever reasons, we weren't able to do that podcast at that time. But now what's going on, right? We're at the very end of July. We're thinking about the next school year. We don't have good answers from our school districts about what is the plan? How are we keeping our kids safe? We know that we want our children to go back into that environment because that's where it's, it's a normal environment for them to be and we want them to be you know, social with their friends again. We do want them to return back to school, but how are we going to do it in a way where we keep everybody safe, not just the kids, but also the educators, right? And all the staff that's there um, because we know that adults are at high risk and now the new age group is like 10 to 19 and a little little guy in in elementary school is gonna be really hard for them to keep their mask on as adults it's hard for us to keep up you know keep our mask on all day um so you know like some of the things that they were saying is that we'll keep the kids in the classroom all day and then the teachers are going to switch but that's also really difficult for a little guy who has a lot of energy and you know it's hard for them to sit at a desk all day long um so, you know, unfortunately, we're still trying to figure out how and when 
this could happen, right? But um, I had so many parents that were reaching out to me and asking me questions about it. Like, should I send my child back? Should I keep them at home? Should I just continue the virtual learning? Which I know is not an easy task for any of us. We're trying to work, we're trying to do that. Or some of us really need to be at work and we can't find childcare. Um, you know, what, what do we do in those instances, right? Um, so I think everybody has this huge question on their mind of, do I send my child back to school for this next school year, right? And if I do, how do I do it? And what is the school doing? So then I said, let me go back to Eileen. Let me find her again. <laughs> and, you know, I, cause I, I love if I have answers for you. If I don't, I'm not going to BS you guys. You know, I need to also find good resources for you. So I went back to Eileen. I said, hey, Eileen, you want to do this with me? Um, you know, I have these other questions. I really don't have the right answers. Maybe you could help me help them to prepare for the next school year if they want to be virtual. How do we get our kids organized so that we have effective um, academic learning, right? Because, um, you know, unfortunately, the other services that maybe some of the students get at school are not going to be as great. You can try your best. Um, like, for example, OT and speech therapy and physical therapy and stuff like that. You know, we do our best, well, whatever we can do when we're at home. Um, but it's good if we have a certain routine that will help us to maximize our, you know, time with our teaching of our, our children. And so, you know, that was my, my thought process. Let me get back to Eileen. Let me see um, what she's been doing and, and um, well, information she has for parents. And I just found out now that she has this beautiful website, mommyteaches.com. And she's been doing this stuff for a long time, man. She's been teaching for like over 20 years. And um, so I want to thank you, Eileen, for, for doing this with me, for, you know, I know you're still going through what you're going through of, you know, how you're feeling and everything. Um, I'm sure that the schools have a million meetings right now. You know, where are you going to be in September and how are you going to handle this? Um, so thank you so much for taking out some of your time to get on this podcast and, and give your information to parents. You know, I really love how you're just like a wealth of information and that you are willing to go out there and say what you got to say. Um, so please introduce yourself because I, I, I was like, okay, maybe I could read off the bio from her website, but so I'm going to tell you so much better than, than I would. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, so I'm Eileen Carter Campos, uh, and a lot of people know me on Instagram as Eileen, but also on mommyteachers.com. I also have a podcast. You can go on to mommyteachers.com and you can check everything out. I've, yes, as you said, I've been a teacher for over 20 years. Um, and on the blog, I talk about everything, parenting, mommyhood, family travel, education. I did reviews. The blog began when uh, my son, who was diagnosed with high-functioning Asperger's, I really couldn't find much information. And as a Boricua, mother of a Puerto Rican, you know, a lot of times it was almost like, yeah, like, um, oh, it's just el malcriado, or you know, you just, you just, uh, you just waited too long to have a baby and you don't understand yeah, him and yeah. boys will be boys. Yeah. So I started this blog with that in mind. And then I talk a lot about culture and positivity and um, I've just been teaching. I'm certified from birth through sixth. Mm -hmm. And I worked in the department of education for the majority of my career. Then I moved to the Hudson Valley three years ago. Okay. And so just been advocating ever since, you know, 
Um, when I first moved here, I had to advocate, you know, it's always, you always have to advocate, advocate. And like you said, um, we've spoken about, you know, a lot of parents don't know their rights. Yeah. A lot of times we're here for a lot of times. Um, I, I've encountered from parents where, you know, they don't want to be the squeaky wheel. They don't want to rock the boat. Oh, you know, I don't want to get into trouble with the school district or, and, um, and that's, one of the most important things that you it's your duty if you ask me <laughs> it's your duty if you are a parent um for you to you have to advocate for your children nobody else is going to do it right and they can't even do it for themselves so you have to step up whether you are the shyest person or you know you are non-confrontational or anything like that i'm not saying it has to get nasty but you have to know how to maneuver through the system who you need to speak to how to escalate certain issues um and not feel like you're doing something some sort of injustice for your child no actually you're you're doing the right thing for them you're you're getting them the services that they need you're speaking up for them because they don't have a voice yet so you have to be their voice right right and um and so especially i feel like in our culture women are are you know that we feel like that oh my goodness is it okay for me to go ahead and even do that um a lot of times even as immigrants it's really difficult because you feel like i don't have that right i don't ever even want to bring attention onto my family because you're afraid and so you know that that's a whole another issue but um you know i i myself also work in the schools and so for me it's I feel like it's my right, even it, it not only my right, it's my duty as a physician um, to help the parents so that they understand how to get certain services for their children, especially kids that have medical conditions. Um, you know, there are so many things that are available, but if you don't know and you don't know how to access them, then guess what? Your child can go through their entire school career without receiving it. Um, yeah. So you you do have to know how to maneuver um, through the system uh, and 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 just do what you have to do. If you have that intuition, that little inkling of like, you know what? I think maybe we need to evaluate my child. I know people are like afraid of certain diagnoses and stuff like that, but doesn't mean that any medication has to be given. Doesn't mean anything like that. Actually, you're the one that chooses every step of the way what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. Um, so never be afraid, never be afraid to speak up for your child, be their voice and know your rights. And, um, you know, so that was one of the main things that attracted me to Eileen. Cause I said, there goes a mom who didn't care what the doctor said. She just went ahead and, and I like to empower parents to, um, think for themselves, especially when it comes to medicine, because you're with your child all the time. Like I, I tell parents this all the time. They, they would come to see me at the office and they're like, oh, I don't, you know, this might seem stupid or I'm afraid to say. And I'm like, no, tell me because you're with them all day long, right? I'm, I'm with you for 15 minutes. Right. I'm not going to that, right? What was that? I said of that, right? Because sometimes exactly, it's Exactly, you're rushing, you're rushing. So, you know, and, and we give you these questionnaires and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's not the same as you are with your child all day long. You know, you see those little tiny things sometimes that really get missed, right? Um, that you are like, you know, I, I'm not sure if that's something I should address mm -hmm. or not address it. Just address it and get it off your mind. Um, 
because I know people that will think about it for years, mm-hmm. years. And it's like, oh, I noticed that like three years ago and I didn't really want to say anything because I thought maybe they'll grow out of it. Always better to get evaluated younger and get services when your child is younger because you have so much better results, you know, as time goes on. So do not it's be afraid. Funny. It's funny you should say that because, um, so with my son, I think at the very beginning, I've always advocated. I was, um, thankfully, I was, uh, I took time off after I had my son. And so I became a director of a preschool in Coney Island. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, Department of Health says they, they have to be in there by two years old. And I finagled a little bit, you know, I'll admit. Yeah. So, um, I, cause I, I hated being away from him. Yeah. And so the preschool had cameras. Mm-hmm. And so I would... I noticed some behaviors in the camera right. and I would literally stalk him in the camera yeah. and I would come home to my husband and say to my husband, um, did you notice this? And he was like, no, he's just a boy. And yeah. I was like, no, I noticed these things. Yeah. And so we had, um, services that would come. We had right. OT, we had PT, mm-hmm. we had speech. Mm-hmm. And so I became very, you know, you become very uh, familiar with them and acquainted with them and you develop friendships with these people. You so one of the, um, <laughs> so one of the, the, she was the head director, she would come in. And one day I said to her, you know, look at this really quick. And, and she says, okay. And I said, do you notice anything? And she knew that he was my child. So she wasn't going to say much. And I said, I yeah, need him evaluated. She said, I said, I need him evaluated. <clears throat> and she said, she looked at me and she said, why don't you stop being a teacher and just be a mother? Mm. And I said to her, you were going to evaluate him like you would evaluate any child in this preschool. That's and right. I want it done. Yeah. And sure enough, when all of the observations were done and all the evals came back, she sat me in my office and she said to me, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I cried because I said to myself, had I not been persistent and mm-hmm. had I not, um, you know, stuck up for my son, you know, I would have let her draw that in my head. And my husband used to say that to me a lot. He used to say, oh, you're just always on teacher mode. Why don't you just be on mommy mode? So that stung a little bit more coming from a person of a higher caliber. So when she said it, I was in my head, I was like, mira esta sin malguenza. I know. Like, really? I know, I know. And I, I had, I mean, that really resonates with me because as a pediatrician, um you know always watching my son and everything um you know i was also accused of being too sensitive oh you're being so sensitive you doctors are always um (laughs) diagnosing something you know and um and i was like why would i want to do that with my own son you know i'm just trying to make sure that i'm not ignoring something because i know that if we just do what we need to do and we can get him the help that he needs, he would really do fine if we catch it nice and early. And, you know, there's just so many things that sometimes we have no idea, right? Like there's these ABA classes and all these other things that are available. So why wouldn't I want to do that for my child? You know, like early intervention. I I totally, totally understand like where you're coming from because that, that, you know, being told that makes you second guess yourself right? It really makes you second guess yourself because you're like, okay, am I being too sensitive? Um, you know, maybe I need to just cool it down. But you, it, when it's right in front of your face, you cannot ignore it. You can't ignore it. And when it's your child, how are you going to just write this off 
and let's just keep moving on. Like if nothing's happening here, you, you can't do that. You just can't. Right. Like, I'm happy that you did what you had to do. Like, I, I'm happy that you're such a fighter. <laughs> you're, you're a mama bear to the max. I am too. Like, I'm a mama bear. I love a good fight. I love a good fight. And also after that. Yes. And then after that, after that, um, I remember his pediatrician too. And I said to her, you know, what I was seeing. And like you said, maybe 10, 15 minutes together, right? So she kept on saying the same thing to me. But sure enough, I remember telling her I needed some forms filled out. And then she was like, oh, yeah, he's high-functioning Asperger's. And I said, you didn't even get him evacuated. Like you didn't even give me like the proper protocol, like say, okay, take yeah. him to a neurologist or, yeah. you know, so I was like, yeah. okay, so now you are going to diagnose him. Like you're putting a label on it. So yeah. I literally just asked for all of my records from her and found another pediatrician. Because <laughs> like, I was so else. upset. I know. Yeah, no, I, I would have been furious. I would have been furious. Yeah, yeah because it's, it's not a joke. It's somebody's life. Wow. Right. And you're you're not only affecting someone's life, you're affecting their like I said, their entire school career. So yeah. we need to know what we're doing from day one. This is not something that you play around with. Um, so I know that with the whole pandemic, you were at home, you have two sons. Um, yeah. so you were at home with, with two two guys that she had to um, teach. And, you know, she is an educator, which gave her uh, a little more leverage, probably. Like, I, I definitely reached out to my friends that were teachers. And I was like, hey, can you help me? Because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to work. My son has ADHD. It's hard. I don't know how, you know, frequently do I need to, like, get him to sit down because it was really, really difficult for me. Um, and, you know, I, it took me a good month a good month to like get a good routine going. That's how lost I was at first. Um, so like I respect teachers so much because I'm with you guys all day at the school. So I know what you guys go through. It's a whole different environment. Like as a pediatrician, when I see kids, they're afraid of me. So they don't act up. <laughs> they're afraid because they think they're going to get a needle, right? So they're quiet. Mm -hmm. But in school, you see kids in their natural environment I'm like, I pray for these teachers all the time because I'm like, what you guys go through, you have a lot of patience. I mean, you really have to love, love it uh, because the kids will try you. <laughs> they really do. So when I see them in the schools, it's a whole nother environment and they come in laughing and running and jumping and, you know, um, so I, I do get to see two different sides of pediatrics and, you know, what I, what I observe from the teachers is like, wow, I don't know how you guys don't leave here with a headache every single day because it's craziness in there. You know, they're just, they're kids being kids. Um, so, you know, I'll, I have a lot of respect for you. You've been doing it for over Thank 20 you. years. You do all the other stuff that you do. You're yes. a mom, you're a wife, um, you know, you're incredible. You're like a super mom. <laughs> well, you listen, I, I, I'm, but you all in the nurse's office and I'm like, I don't know how you guys do it oh because with the life pandemic and everything else, I'm like, Oh my God. I it's think I'm, I visit my nurse um, quite often because I'm like, okay, can you check my hair for me? I had I a kid. In the, you know? <laughs> so, constantly so I don't know how you all do it. <laughs> But as being a teacher, you know, you don't know all the answers. So, you know, you mentioned that it took you a month, right? So I think that that was about the, the, uh, the right amount of time to kind of acclimate to the new schedule. Yeah. And I want to say that, um, you know, for my fifth grader, it became a little bit easy for me mm -hmm. where my high schooler, 
I didn't know. So what I did was, um, because you mentioned like, just as far as like maybe help, less to helping parents, right? Next time, God forbid, hopefully this never happens, but if it does, so basically rely on your child. And that's mm -hmm. what I did. Like I relied on my children. So my youngest, uh, his name is Carter. We call him Cece. I said, mm -hmm. okay, Cece, um, run me through your day. Tell me what you do when you walk in. And of course, you know, they tell you everything literally like, oh, I walk in, I unpack. And I'm like, okay, after you unpack, what do you do? Right. And, you know, so he's like, I had a problem of the day. And I was like, well, what did that look like? Oh, a right. word problem. So as soon as Friday kicked in that 13th that we closed mm -hmm. on that Saturday, I was already planning because right. in a teacher's mind, I said to myself, you know what? They're really not going to know you know where to begin. They're probably dealing with back end stuff yeah. as I yeah. was dealing with, but I knew yeah. that I had to have my children on a routine. Mm -hmm. So I asked them what they did. I said, okay, what'd you do for math? Did you do science every day? Did you do social studies every day? And then what I started doing was YouTube university. Yeah. I went out to YouTube and I was like, oh, you're, you're learning about American civilization. Boom. YouTube, yes. uh, fifth grade American too. civilization. Yeah. And oh my goodness, my I found any thing. video that made something fun that he was listening, you know, like whatever you're learning, let's try to find like a song or something. Because for my son, like music, songs, those things he'll catch on really quick. Absolutely. And then it made it made it a lot easier when I did that. Yeah. Absolutely. And then yeah. what I did was, because I have the Mommy Teachers Facebook page as well, I started throwing up resources for the parents. Because that's nice. what I saw. I'm in a lot of parent Facebook groups. And I saw a lot of parents like really, you know, they felt they felt overwhelmed and Super I wanted to ease that. Yes. So if you go to my mommy teacher's Facebook page, you'll see tons of resources from months ago of awesome. like schedules. Yeah. I put up yeah. schedules yeah. that I found just resources that I was reposting. So parents wouldn't feel, you know, just curriculum and little, you know, Instagram teachers that you can follow and yes. just different, a variety of ways to learn. Because as you said, your son is always moving, right? Yeah. And as we mentioned, I said in my own classroom, I used to put Go Noodle yes. for my students. I love Go Noodle. So, yeah. Cosmic Kids, so, Go Noodle. Absolutely. Indoor so recess. Them, listen, <laughs> at the end of the day, online learning is nothing like in-person learning. Yeah. So parents need to take that pressure away from themselves first and foremost. Yeah. Like yeah. you're, you weren't, you know, you're not a teacher, you're a pediatrician, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's not your job. So you're learning a new profession. The so, funny thing is that I was like, I'm going to have this down pat because I love school. So I was, like, this, <laughs> I was like, oh man, I love school so much. I finally get to be a teacher. Like I, I oh. always love teaching. I always love teaching. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to finally get to be a teacher. And I thought I was going to be the most spectacular teacher. And I was like, I'm not good at this. <laughs> but listen, teachers, don't, there's days that we don't have spectac spectacular days. Yeah. That one day that you would get observed from your administrator is the one day that the kid wants to it's throw hard. the pen across the, the oh, room, goodness. you know, and you're just like, but it's a teachable moment yeah. because teaching is not perfect. And those are moments that you have you yeah. 22, anywhere from 22, let's say to 30 different bodies with 30 different personalities who are going through their own thing. Yeah. You don't know what happened from when they left home to getting on the bus, you don't yeah. know what took place. And then you have to deal with that. Yes. So um, you're dealing it with it with your own children. And let yeah. me be honest for all the parents who are watching mm -hmm. that my youngest didn't make it as easy as some people thought. So he went through his um, denial. Like on that 13th, he was like, oh, school's over. Uh, and I was like, um, <laughs> no, just mommy school way. just began, bud. Yeah. So we had to get into that because he was like, oh, since there's no school on Monday, I could wake up late. I was like, mm, no. 
You still have to wake up at the same time. Right. He's like, well, what do you mean? There's no school. I'm like, no, we're going to continue the same routine. So yes. routine is key. Like yes. that's one thing I can say. And that was one thing that I pushed a lot with my parents was like, just try to maintain that routine because mm-hmm. children thrive off a routine. Yes. Yeah. They, you they know. need predictability. Yeah. They need that. Yeah. yeah. Because once you have that, the confusion is not there. You keep things as simple as possible. Yes. And then kids can acclimate to it because they know what to expect. What's next. Right. They always need that. That's important. Even at home, you need to do the same thing. Like when, when people tell me, Oh, I don't know. Like I, the bedtime has to be the same time. I try to keep dinner at the same time. Like kids just need that whole little thing, especially when you have a child that has like ADHD or something like that. Yes. They need it even more. Um, because they, they, I, I, I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I have a, (laughs) I have like a chalkboard. Like I bought this contact paper on, on Amazon and it's a chalkboard one and together, like he named his school. Absolutely. All right, let's name it whatever you want. We put the name on the top and then I had the the schedule there so that like every like hour, half an hour, he knew. And if he came to me while I'm working, then I had to be like, Papi, go look at the at the schedule over there and Good tell me what time Yeah, so it was like, go tell me because I can't get up all the time. I need to do my work too, right? And I was teaching him how to learn about time. So I was like, tell me what time is it? Go yes. look at it. And then go look at the at the schedule and tell me what you're supposed to be doing next. Um, you know, that that was that was actually a lifesaver for me. And then the other thing was that I had to keep him right next to me. Right. Uh, you know, he's still young, he's seven. So I needed for him to see me working so that he understand like it's time for us both to be working on something. Um, you know, when I did that, then he, he took it more seriously. He wasn't as jittery. Um, he was like, okay, mommy's working and I'm working. And I also had to explain to him, like, if you like being at home with me and you enjoy that I'm working from home, we have to work as a team because it's impossible. I'm making breakfast, lunch, and dinner now, cleaning all the dishes, right? You're like doing everything. And I'm a single parent. So that made it even more challenging because I didn't have someone to switch it off with, right? Right. It was like, this is all me. Um, So I better figure it out because I'm going to get fired from my job. (laughs) Right. Did you utilize, because I know some of the parents didn't, I wasn't one who did, but I, now I, sh- I should have like utilized the lunches and the breakfasts from the school. So I know in I, our district, they were giving it. And yes. so not to put so much pressure on yourselves. Like that's another thing. Like we try to do everything, everything. And we have to realize like, no, let's, let's utilize that help. So that's one thing that I used to tell my parents, like, listen, go get your breakfast, go get your lunch. So that's right. one less thing you have to do. Yeah. And I was struggling too. I know, I know. I it really was because I was like, goodness, and then the, that's the other thing. Oh, what am I gonna make? And yeah, right. it was it was a lot. It was a lot of catching up. And I also think like at the very beginning of the pandemic, we all thought it was gonna be like two weeks. So it's like, okay, two weeks I could deal with this, right? And then it's like, no, we don't know when this is gonna end. Exactly. Um, so you know, it's time. Like, I love that we have this time to try to get our minds in the right place so that for the next school year we are more prepared because we don't want another school year to come around and children are missing out are getting behind like okay yes it's not going to be the same as if they went to school but we want to make sure that we give our children the right tools 
so that they can succeed. Um, you know, I, there's always like those jokes that you see on social media of like, oh, kids that, you know, were homeschooled during this time, what are they going to be, you know, later on in life and stuff like that, because um, it, it's just, it's not the same. And I don't think anybody expects it to be the equivalent, but we have to try as best as we can to provide that learning environment for our children. And you know, the other thing is that some of us are not home with our kids. Sometimes they're home with a grandparent or maybe someone who doesn't even know how to access the technology or doesn't even speak the language to help our children during the day. Um, so one other thing that I had to do, like in those instances, I think what helped me um, was not being so, so strict about trying to do everything during the day. You know, sometimes I had to alter the schedule and catch up was on the weekend or maybe in the evening um, because there were times where I had to make sure that I was just doing my work and, you know, I couldn't take out that time to, to maybe do a lesson with him or, wow. do, you know, social studies, whatever. So you have to be flexible. Um, you know, I, I agree with you completely. Like you have to be forgiving of yourself because Absolutely. it's not going to be the same as the teacher. Um, kids are in their home environment with the things that distract them the most, their toys, their devices, you know, um, they, they don't take it as seriously because it's home. Um, and so it is different and it, it is more challenging in that way because, you have to say like, yes, I know that that's there. I know you want to play with that. Um, for my son, I would be like, you have 15 minutes with this. And then guess what, buddy? You're getting back on the on the seat and we're going to do another 15 minutes of riding or whatever, you know? Um, it's so I funny you should say that. <clears throat> it's funny you should say that because one of my friends said this. She said that um, her daughter kept on saying, I need to go get a drink of water. I need to go get a drink of water. Oh, so she said to food. her, she said to her, do you do that at school? Mm -hmm. And she said, no. She goes, well, you're not going to do it. <laughs> she said, well, you're not going to do it here. You got to treat it so like school. You have to. Yeah. 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 Even though, like you said, it could be a little bit difficult, but certain things you just got to be like, listen, no, it's not happening. In no. certain occasions, yes, you can, but it can't be a type of consistent thing because then what is going to get done? And like you said, you have work to do. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, <clears throat> Listen, I'm, I'm also dreading it <laughs> because I'm enjoying that it's summer, that we get to relax a little more. I'm really thankful um, for this time because, you know, I told Eileen, I'm, I'm up here in the mountains right now. I'm just like kind of getting away. This is my vacation right now because, you know, I, I'm not on the island like I want to be. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm definitely using this time to my advantage. I'm just like, you know, let's try to get good sleep. Let's try to make sure that we're running around and getting a lot of exercise and that we're taking advantage of the good weather. Let's connect with nature. I still, I bought him a workbook that he has to do a little bit of work every day because I didn't even want to get off the routine because that's how hard it was for me to establish it. So I didn't right, even right. want to stop it. So he knows he has to do, um, he has like four pages that he has to do every single day. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I, my mother was like, isn't that a little too much? And I'm like, no, because I don't want second grade to roll around. And I'm, you know, I'm going through this all over again. If I already established something, we need to stick to that because right. we're not waiting for September to come. And then we're in the same place we were in March. 
it's just not happening. That for me was like, <laughs> it, it left me like a scar. <laughs> I'm like, we're not going back to that. We're going to figure this out in the right way. Um, you know, I, the good thing is for New York, you have an option of whether you want to remain virtual or not. Um, and, you know, I told parents, you have to weigh out the risks and the benefits like any other thing you know if you have a child who has a medical condition um you have to really decide if that's something you want to do or not you know do you can you keep your child at home that's the question the first question right and read the fine print i would say read the fine print read everything make sure that they're not going to be penalized you know yes. if you choose um a certain way if you can go back during a quarter why should you wait till the quarter to bring them back like those are all questions parents need to ask yes. and i would say get everything in writing get uh, everything in writing or just do email so you can have a paper trail yes that's so important you know because um you just never know it could come back to bite you when with this end when you know we went into the pandemic um i told my boys i said you know you have to have a notebook mm -hmm. and my youngest was like why do i have to have a notebook and i said because if they come and audit the school we didn't know at that point everyone was going to pass right but mm -hmm. if they come and audit the school i said they're going to come to me because mm -hmm. right now I'm supposed to be responsible for what's going on. Yeah. So I said, you know, we're going to keep a notebook. So I kept a notebook of everything. Yeah. All of their work, their yeah. schedule, what they did on the certain day, we documented everything yeah. just in case you, cause you yeah. never know. So I would say with the parents who are deciding to do virtual, mm -hmm. I would say to document, get a notebook, label it, you know, um, 20, 20, 20, 20, 21 school year. And mm -hmm. exactly every single day, put a date, what they did, the time yeah. and really cover yourself as a parent. Yeah. Treat it as a legal document. Yes. Uh, yes. Sign it, sign it every day because you have to review what went on too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I, I did the same thing. We had a folder and everything went right into that folder. I'm like everything that we do. I even took pictures of stuff because yes. I'm like, yeah, you know, at, at this point, I'm going to tell you one thing. One thing about it's personal, I shouldn't even say it, but one thing about going through a divorce, you learn how to do this, right? How to create a paper trail. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. I learned a lot through a divorce. This yes. is one of the things. And it so, when this, huh? It prepared you. It did. It prepared me for so much. Listen, I thank God all the time for even the bad things that have happened in my life, because they were all learning, like total learning experiences that, I mean, it's, it's golden. It's worth its weight and all the stress that I went through, you know, you, you learn, even in those bad times, I always tell people just say, thank you, God, because something good is going to come out of this. Amen. I know I'm going to learn something out of this because it makes you a stronger, more intelligent person. You, you just, I, you know, it, it happens to all of us. Crazy things happen to everybody. Like this whole pandemic right now, I just wrote an article actually um, for a blog saying, I challenge you to not see this as this messy situation, but I challenge you to be the best you that you can be. Yes. Take this as a learning opportunity to just discover like who you are. What do you really want out of life? Who are the important people in your life? Like, you know, take this time to just figure you out. What do you need? What, what do you want your life to look like? Um, because I, I do think that there's something more to get out of this 
than just a virus that's going around and making people really sick or you know killing people i i there's a whole nother thing that's going on right like people call it this energy thing the the universe is changing i i i'm a very spiritual person mm-hmm. i do feel that shift going on in energy um and so just don't sit around waiting for this time period to go um you know we've all been in funky times during this pandemic we've all had some really nice times you know reconnecting with our loved ones and you know having the time to i mean for me i never got to work from home it was really nice um to have a transition in my life and to slow down because i'm a person who's always running 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 from one thing to the next that you don't even get to enjoy things because you're always on the go you know um so it it was really nice to have this experience um you know it's unfortunate the way it had to happen but there's something for us to get out of this so figure that out you know for yourself for your family for your kids like you know have your kids look at it in that sense also because i i know like teenagers oh my goodness they are suffering they are suffering right now. And I feel for them because oh, imagine wow. that is the time of your life when you're supposed to be social, right? Yeah. And you're you're stuck at home and you can't be with your friends and, you know, they need to be with their friends. And I see them all hanging out together and yeah. I can't even blame them. I can't because it's all about mindset. Like you say, it's all about mindset. And I say the same thing. Like I say, if you walk away from this pandemic, not learning anything, I don't know where you were. Right. Because for me, as you said, it was a time I truly believe it was a time it was meant for us to slow down. Mm-hmm. We were living too much of a fast paced life. Yeah. So a lot of people say, Oh, we need to get back to normal. But was, was the way we were living really normal? Yeah. That's it, it a question. Good. And the second thing is, is that absolutely with social, you know, um, having my son who is diagnosed with high functioning Asperger's, that's one thing I can see is that he really is suffering socially. A couple of months ago, um, it was a friend of ours, their birthday, and they do like these drive by birthdays yeah. now, right? Yeah. That's the new thing. And so she just happened to say, come and get some cake. And of course we had like our masks and things like that. And we were all socially distant, but you know, he hasn't been around people in so long and there's nothing like in person, you know, you can do FaceTime, you can do Zoom, you're going to do all these things, but it's not the same. same. And so we came back home and I noticed his demeanor was different and I don't like to press, you know, I rather Mm -hmm. him come to me, Mm -hmm. but I was like, Papa, what's wrong? And he was like, was I socially awkward? Was I okay? And I was like, you were fine. And he was like, I just, I don't know, mommy. It was very different. I haven't spoken to someone other than you guys face to face. And like, he started crying Aww. and that broke my heart. And of I had course. to speak to his school psychologist and say, listen, you know, I didn't know what to do Yeah, like, because I'm at the point in my age where I love quarantine. I don't like the kind of quarantine. I love it. I, <laughs> I get to read all these amazing books. Look, I get to read all these amazing books and I get to write and I get to do all these things. So like, yeah. I don't know who they, I couldn't like relate. Yes. So I was like, Oh, don't worry. You know, this is like an amazing time for us to just bond. And he's looking at me like, you're crazy. Like I want that, my friends. That stage of life is all about yes. your friendships and everything. Yes. And so it's, it's really hard for the teenagers. And you know, like I said, I see them all together and I, I really, 
I, I just have to be like, I get it. I kind of get it. Like, I, I know that this is what you're supposed to be doing at that stage of your life. And so, yes. you know, just like you said, this sort of video thing is just, it's just not the same. You know, you can't hug. You can't do all those things you want to do. And so um, it, it is hard. You can't even really see a person's eyes the same way, right? I know. You know? So, um, having conversations is not just talking it's body language there's so much more that goes into it and so when you think about that piece being taken away it it is really really tough it's really tough and so like i i get why so many people would probably want their their children to go back to school you know because they are missing that social aspect in a huge way or if your child needs certain services and you know you're you're not doing um or they, they they just can't get the same the same sort of services at home they just can't you know um right i try even with my son with ot and everything she's fabulous i have to say um but it's not the same it just isn't the same it's not and, the same but i think a lot of parents also didn't know like their kids can still continue to get services so like when um, yeah, yeah a lot of parents didn't know that so like when i had my meeting and i was like okay are they going to continue with speech i just wanted to make sure that they were like abiding by the iep you know but i took it upon myself that i always had him have private speech so yes. what i did was as soon as school ended i was like listen i don't know what's going to go on with the related services so i need to double up or triple up on my speech mm -hmm. and that's what i did you know i did that and i kept all of because i had to pay my co-payments yeah. which was like 15 times three a week yeah, yeah you understand I so i and like but a lot of parents didn't know that. So a couple yeah. of parents on a couple of forums were like, you know, what are you doing about speech? I was like, oh, you know, he had a private speech company already. So I just like tripled up on the speech. Yeah. So a lot of parents, you know, if they could prior to this, I would say also like try to Google, try to do your research on um, OTPT speech, any related services that they get that is covered underneath your, your insurance. Uh, insurance, Yeah, you know, yeah. and don't pay out of pocket, but, you know, look for your provider, go on their website and see who's affiliated to that provider and do that. And a lot of parents didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. You can always reach out to your pediatrician for that because yes. we have lists. Yeah. And, you know, you can go through early intervention yeah. and there are so many services that are available. It's not just through the school district. You can get them at the hospital. Um, sometimes people come to your home, which is really hey. nice, too. Uh, so you're right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't even think of that part that, you know, parents didn't even know that, you know, services were available while you were at home. Because I know for me, know there rights. was a little bit of a delay and then finally they, they figured out like how to manage it. Yes. Um, but it, it definitely is an important piece that you want to make sure you figure it out, um, you know, with the school so that your child is not missing out on that. Right. So I know that you've been already like speaking with the school district of how to manage the next school year. Like what are the uh, questions that parents have been asking you and what's the advice you've been giving them? Well, so a lot of the parents have been asking um, as far as like the model, what model they're going to be using. So for my son, I, w I found out today that they only had two choices, mm -hmm. either all virtual or mm -hmm. um, all school. Um, um, a lot of the parents so no are concerned. Hybrid no hybrid where but in my school district they're talking about a hybrid mm. but the concern about hybrid is like if there's siblings how is that gonna work yeah. um with the mask the masks are a big question yeah. um i know you as a pediatrician you know 
knowing if how healthy it is to keep a mask on all day. So now they're saying like, as long as they're six feet apart, you know, sometimes they could take the mask break. Um, A lot of the parents are just saying like, because we did like, um, asynchronous, which was basically, you know, a lot of teachers would look for, I mean, why reinvent the wheel, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can go on YouTube and find, let's say uh, a video on adding fractions, right? So those Mm -hmm. are things that you would post to your Google classroom Mm -hmm. instead of like, you know, doing a whole video. So some parents are saying, are you going to be doing synchronous learning Mm -hmm. where the teacher is in real time? Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of the questions a lot of the parents have as well. Like are teachers going to be available for synchronous learning, Mm -hmm. but that kind of poses a concern as well, because for instance, a lot of parents would work, so they couldn't do the real time, the mm-hmm. real time, you know, learning or they mm-hmm. would, the kids would come in and you have mm-hmm. already started your lesson. Mm-hmm. So those are some concerns that the parents have. A lot of concerns too are like busing wise, like is temperature, are, are temperatures going to be taken prior to boarding the bus or are temperatures going to be taken at school? Mm-hmm. Temperatures now also doesn't mean your child could be asymptomatic, right? That's so right. that's another thing. That's yeah. another uncertain factor. So these are like all questions that they have for us, but at times I'm not you, I'm not a pediatrician, so I don't have these answers. Yeah. But I can answer like what I can do. You know, a lot of parents are asking, like, can they have like a, a virtual meetup? with the teacher. So mm-hmm. you're thinking like, okay, fine, you'll have a virtual meetup, but you're going to literally have like 22 to 30 virtual meetups yeah. because you have to meet with every child. And so these are like things that are like so unknown. So mm-hmm. what I want, you know, teachers and parents to grant yourself grace yeah. as a teacher, know that you're not going to get it all done and that's okay. Yeah. And as a parent, you're not feeling as a parent, we're all in this together. We're all learning together at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I, everybody has to be gentle with themselves. Really gentle because you you cannot expect to function the way you would have had this not happened, right? Like none of us are functioning at that level right now. And it's okay. You know, like the other day when we were talking, you were like, it's okay. It's okay. It really is okay. And we have to just try to do what we can and be okay with it that day because there are days where you're like i'm productive you slept well everything is just going right maybe you got some extra money whatever you're feeling good that day you can be more productive and then there are going to be days that you're like i'm so tired of this when is this going to be over already you know like i can't handle all of this um and that's expected it's expected. So on those days, if you can't get anything done, maybe you need a break that day, you know, right, because right. it gets so overwhelming that if you keep trying to push and push and push, I feel like it just gets worse. And so sometimes you just need to say, you know what, today's a break day. Today we're creating a weekend day. You know, like weekends are not weekends anymore anyway. So why can't that be Friday? <laughs> just A colleague and, and I were just talking and I said, you know, it doesn't even feel like summer. Because we're in like such, not anxiety, but you, you're from day to day, you hear new things, okay, about school. Like today, I was in a board meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I got an email from an administrator. So I feel like I'm still working. So yeah. I'm like, I just need a total do-over because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like summer break. And right. so getting back to what you were saying in regards to like mindset, like um, 
and I'm grateful to you and so many people who were in my DMs and were like, you know, encouraging me because we did meet at the time where my son was diagnosed with COVID. And listen, I knew I wasn't, I knew I wasn't excluded. Right. I knew that it was going to catch me because um, it was no surprise, you know. So when my test came back and, and here I am diagnosing myself thinking I'm you, I'm like, oh, I have a sinus infection. My doctor's like, no, go to get tested. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm superwoman. It can't touch me, right? right. But I knew I wasn't excluded from the pack. Yeah. I knew I wasn't excluded from the pack, but deep down in my head, I'm like, oh no, girl, you don't have this. It, yeah. it can't happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so when it happened, I just literally like for my son, I broke down. Like I literally, I feel like I had an anxiety attack. Yeah. My shoulder was so tense. I had such a neck pain because at this point it was so uncertain and you have a 10 year old yeah. and you're like, oh my God, what did I do wrong as a parent? Yeah. And so I broke man. down and I cried. I had an anxiety attack. I told the lady when she called me, I said, give me a moment. I, I was up here. I told my husband, I need a Tylenol and I need some water. Mm -hmm. And I told the lady, I need a moment. Please give me a moment. Yeah. Because at that point, of course, my parenting was questioned, like, why are you testing him, right? Yeah. And then that led on to the downplay then now of me feeling like crappy. Like, I was feeling weird. You're hard on yourself. Yeah, I was feeling weird. I was feeling sick. But I was like, oh, please, you don't have it, you know? And then when my doctor said get tested, right, I got tested and my results were back in the day. Mm -hmm. And they were like, and I picked up the phone and it was so weird. I pick up the phone and I go, I had them, you know, logged in my phone already. So I knew it was cool. And I said, I know I'm positive. And the lady was like, why are you so calm about it? And I was like, because I know my son had it. So I wasn't excluded. And yeah. she just, we bust, we both busted out laughing together. Yeah. And she was just like, you know, you have such a great attitude about it. And I said, attitude well, everything. Yeah, I said, I have to continue going. I said, because I have two children, my husband's working and I'm a teacher and I have to provide for my, my, my scholars. Yeah. And so the doctor said to me, that was one thing that did help me. Yes. That I live in a two-story home. And so, I, as I told you, we spoke about it. I live in a cul-de-sac and I walk all the time. My calves are like football players. Yeah. <laughs> And so I love to walk and I came back from my walk and it felt like a 500 pound person was sitting on my chest. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like I thought I was having a heart attack, but again, all mindset. Like I sat there, I breathed, I took deep breath. I said me like oraciones. Mm -hmm. I was like, please God, you know, and I relaxed. And then I knew that, you know, something wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I just took time to really be in tune with my body and really grant myself that grace. And, and I kept pushing through, like the doctor said, you walking, you going up steps, you know, there was one day that I literally told my husband, I was like, I need to take a nap. Mm -hmm. and he, he looked at me and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. No, I'm not, but I need to take a nap. But the doctor said, luckily you didn't take as many naps as you really wanted to. That I was right here teaching and I was like fading away. Like I was so exhausted and I hadn't done anything. Yeah. Vivi and I hadn't done anything. Yeah. And the doctor said, that's where it gets you. It yeah. lays you out to the point where you don't want to do anything. Yeah. You fall in a slump, your yeah. lungs, everything starts shutting down. And me, I was going up the stairs. Like there were times that I was exhausted, but I was still going up the yeah. stairs. Let me keep on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you give into it and you just say like, oh my goodness, I have this. And then you start thinking, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And you panic and all. 
it, it can be a really like a bad spiral. So you have to keep yourself in the right mindset of, you know, also rely on the things that you know, right? If you yes. know that you're generally a healthy person, yes. you're like, okay, I have a, I have a good chance of being really good through this too. Um, if you know that you are a person who you, you sleep well, you take care of yourself, you eat well, you know, um, you just have to do whatever it is that keeps you positive. You know, like you said, the praying or, you know, for me, it's meditation. For me, it's being out, outside and, um, you know, with nature. Those are the things that keep you thriving. And that's another thing that I've been talking about. Are we thriving or are we surviving? Like right. survival mode doesn't feel good. Survival mode puts you in that fight or flight and your body is in panic mode, your blood pressure goes up, your body doesn't function the same way, your immune system gets, um, it's not going to perform as well as it usually would when you're in that type of mode versus when you're thriving. When you're thriving, you're in the right mindset, you have the right attitude, you feel positive, you're like, okay, I have a strategy that I know if I start to feel crappy, these are the steps that I need to start taking, you know, like you love writing. I love writing. I love to journal. I love to, um, you know, write the, the little blogs that I write and stuff like that. Um, because it helps me to put something that's in my mind to paper. And when I get that on paper and, you know, I feel like I'm helping other people, then that helps me feel good because I love, love giving information out to people, like whatever I know, I want you to know too, you know, um, you know, reading the books that you read. I'm sure you, uh, if you're like me, I read a lot of self-help books um, yes. because it, it gives me the tools that I need to live the life that I want to live. And right. I, I love the life that I live and I want to continue living that way. Um, so, you know, when you are able to empower yourself, you can keep empowering others. And, you know, that's the other thing. It's not just to keep it for yourself, but it's also to share it with everybody else because we have these gifts. We're all different. Just like I said, I, I'm not an educator and I thought I was going to like get it in a snap and I didn't. I had to reach out to my friends and say like, hey, give me some ideas because I'm really not sure what I'm doing and I need to get this figured out for my son. Um, and also for me, so I could work, you know, so it, it, it's, it's a learning process and we're going to go through this learning process a second time for most of us, because I mean, I, I don't know if this is true, but in my opinion, it, even if schools open in September, I feel like probably by the winter, they may be shutting down again with flu season and RSV and, you know, and COVID on top of that. So I, I do think that we have to learn how to manage manage this time in a really good way so that we can function um well and not beat ourselves up because yes. you know we have to stay healthy and we have to keep performing um but not at the level that like we were prior to and we have to be okay with the performance that we can do you know right. so try your best and um, have a plan because when you have a plan, then you're like, okay, you know what? We this is how we said we were going to do it. Let's try to stick with this. And then you, you know, there's gonna be tweaks that need to be made. I right. call parents. There's tweaks all the time, so you have to be flexible in that way too. But be forgiving with yourself and be okay when you're not great at something like. Right. You know, okay, you know, let's just try to figure it out again. 
what can you do? It's it's just the time that we're living in. It's the right. time that we're living in. So, you know, just like Eileen said, YouTube University, I used it a whole lot. I really did. Um, if you have neighbors or friends that can help you out, reach out to them. I know some people that are doing like little groups of kids together. I think that's a fantastic idea, especially if, for example, like, you know, I may be good at math, you may be good at reading, um, you know, which one of us should should do what with our, our kids. I had to do that um, with my son's dad because I know he's really good with the math part. I'm better with the reading part. So, you know, sometimes you have to make those adjustments which parent is better at teaching what I think right. it's important for you to know your strengths because when you know your strengths then you're you're going to be more patient too with your with your child because it naturally comes easier to you and so you know maybe you have a, a easier or better way to teach it um and so you know those are the things that you need to figure out now before we get back into that. Also find a tutor, you know, like my, my son had a tutor. And so what I did was I reached out to her actually yesterday mm -hmm. and I was like, Hey, listen, you know, just wondering what September is looking like for you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, wasn't sure if you, you were interested in like some virtual tutoring, yeah. you know, just setting things up now. And yeah. she was like, you know, I hadn't thought about it, but I mean, yeah, I mean, in zoom, you could share your screen. Yeah. So, I mean, there's tons of things that you can do tons of apps and stuff stuff like that. So if you are at, you know, in a place where you can provide your child tutoring, like I would go with the virtual tutoring. Mm -hmm. Instagram is amazing as well. Cause there's tons of like Instagram, um, teachers online. Mm -hmm. There's tons of like Facebook groups, um, online as well. You just have to, you know, in the search bar, possibly put like third grade, whatever. And just like, you know, look into things there. Um, even with the curriculum uh, for me, with our with math for our children, my scholars, I would go onto YouTube and just type in the curriculum. We use Go Math, so mm -hmm. I'd be like Go Math, like let's say nine point two lesson nine point two, and there you go, you get the whole lesson there up there. Yeah, so YouTube is just so so amazing for you to um to really utilize and use the tools. There's tons of tools. There's no excuse at yeah. this point. There are tons of tools that you can utilize. Yeah. And if there's uh, an issue with access to a device or internet, um, don't think that you don't have the right to get some. Um, because I feel like a lot of times, again, where we're afraid to speak up and say, I know sometimes it's a pride issue too. I get that part. Yeah. Uh, this is not the time to like be so prideful that your child is not getting what they need. Um, the Department of Education can help you with so many things. If you need a laptop, if you need the the internet, um, the data, um, you know, don't be afraid because it's out there. Don't be afraid yeah. to say something. Uh, I I have a friend who. Um, she has a non-for-profit where she does um, the shelters for women and children. And, you know, at first it, it was a scramble. It was a scramble. But they they were able to provide what they needed for everybody so that the kids could continue their learning. So the resources are out there. And, you know, no one should feel like they don't have access to that. Um, if you're a working parent, like I, I really, or especially like if you're a working single parent, I really sympathize with you. I totally understand how hard it is um, when you know that you have to, you know, you have to go out and, and make the money and pay the bills and everything and feed your children. And so I, I understand, but there are 
um, there are things that are available again reach out to the schools because some schools were even open um, for essential workers where they were having these very small classrooms and and doing things in a certain way so that people could continue to work right. while the children attended school um so there are so many resources and i don't want anyone to feel um overwhelmed to the point where they're not even able to function at all because a lot of people broke down a lot of people um you know went into that panic mode uh even something like mental health which is oh yes usually yeah it, it, it's it's the biggest need right now right yes um there are so many resources right now where even before sometimes i couldn't find therapists for my own parents my you know the patients um it was really hard and now they've made things so so simple you know with the televisits even on the just on the phone if you only have a phone they have it right over the phone what are you doing you're talking to somebody it's perfect yep. right you you have it at home if your teenager needs that if your kid needs that um you know they are offering services for free wow. so you know take advantage of what's out there and don't feel like you're going to be stigmatized for that. Um, you know, I think in, again, in our culture, a lot of times people, you know, they, they, they just tell you like, oh, why do you need something? Like that's not real or whatever. It, it's necessary. It's really necessary. I, I almost think that every person should like speak to a therapist because we all have something going on that we need to like get it out in a healthy way. Because what you suppress, believe me, comes back to you tenfold later on in your life. <laughs> so, you know, deal deal with whatever is going on now. And, you know, again, take advantage of this time. If it's summer and you know you have the time available, then go ahead and, and take this time to get the services that you need to have it figured out. Because you don't want to be fretting around when September rolls around. You know, then everybody... Right looking at the same time too and it makes it more difficult so go out there and take advantage that we're in the summer and have your plan get whatever you need for the next school year um you know all your tools and supplies whatever's gonna make your life easier you know um you know i told you i had to get that chalkboard uh contact paper whatever it is to organize yourself um so that you make the process a lot easier for yourself talk to your friends and figure out who's better at what and mm -hmm. if you can actually like you know trade off some time with people because yes, part of the time yeah it works yeah. Like, I, no I, you're right well yeah they they, get like, all of your ducks in a row now exactly exactly just take advantage that you have the time right now to do that so that you know you can figure out what what you should do or have a plan for your child for yourself whatever um you want to utilize this time in a really great way and not just like you know i know we all want to have fun but you you also need to be prepared absolutely be prepared because like i said i don't care if the schools are opening in the fall I just feel like there's probably going to be another shutdown. And so be prepared for that. You know, you don't At the end of the day, Cuomo has the last say. I don't care what anyone says. Like to me, Cuomo has the last say. So like all, they could do all these plans and submit all these plans. The plans have to be submitted, I believe, by this Friday, the 31st. But Cuomo could say, I don't care about the plans, you know. So um, you have to basically, you know, just be prepared for anything, like you said. Right. 
in Orlando right now, they, they were preparing to open up and they retracted everything. Right. Everything. They're all staying home. They're not opening up. So right. they had already planned, which in two weeks they're opening up. Right. They had already planned to open up and now everything was retracted. So, you know, this, I, you know, in my heart, I wish that the whole nation would just close down for a good month and maybe we could eradicate this already. Um, well, not eradicate it, but you know, it, this is spreading like crazy. Right. So, um, you know, that's not going to happen, but I think stop everything, like basically stop travel too, because everything. I see so many people like traveling and, and, you know, no shade to the, um, to the, the, the people who work for like the airlines and things like that. But you see a lot of them, they have these layovers and you don't know who they're coming in contact with. I think it should shut down everything for a whole month, like you said, and that's it. And then another thing that, um, that I proposed, that I proposed to um, my board, the board today was, um, I, mentioned, I mentioned to the teacher, um, first of all, I think that school should be providing parents with a Zoom so parents could kind of let out their questions, right? Mm -hmm. Get their questions out there. So there should be like a parent type Zoom where there's administrator. I did that. And then I also said that, um, that they should come up with a comprehensive plan. So like the, all the districts should come up with a comprehensive plan because so for instance, when I worked in the department of education, mm -hmm. I worked in a school in Coney Island, but my kids went to another school. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you come up with that comprehensive plan, like all the schools follow the same plan. So if you have a teacher who teaches in another school district, they don't have to worry about, let's say, Oh my God, who's going to take care of my kid, you know, everybody's following the same plan. You know, you can't have one, one district going in hybrid and then the next district, you know, know. doing virtual. You just it's can't. So, yeah. so I just think to myself, yeah. uh, do they really have teachers on these committees who are really, you know, you can't just have like Cuomo and you can't have de Blasio and you can't have even Betsy DeVos, like, you know, well, the, the thing is that city is different from state and, you know, and then we have charter schools and we have private schools and we just have so many schools that I agree with you, but that's not going to happen. It's just not going to yeah. happen. Um, sad. It's sad. It is. It is sad. One of the things that I would suggest that maybe you, you could um, bring this up is yeah. for parents to have like a buddy parent. Right. You know, like someone where they can either, I would say maybe someone who is like maybe in the grade above or something like that, where you can actually help give advice to each other, support one another and have groups where parents can have maybe a happy hour or something. Right. We can talk about all of our gripes about what we just went through maybe that week or something like that maybe once a month they can meet something where everybody's communicating and everybody's trying to figure out maybe a better way to do stuff. Right. Um, but I do think that like a buddy parent would be awesome. I, I would love to have a buddy parent where I could be like, Hey, what did you do last time about this? Or, you know, like somebody who already has second grade, maybe someone who already went through, you know, the, the same teacher that I just had, Hey, do I, ha how do I do this or that? Um, right. Because I, I do think that we need to support one another, um, you know, as parents and, and the frustrations that are going to be there, we need to like get them out in a healthy way, 
not take them out on our kids and stuff like that. I feel like, you know, a lot of parents told me I was yelling a lot at my kids. Um, I was really feeling frustrated because they don't do what they need to do either, you know? Um, So it was like I was screaming a lot or I was allowing them to watch TV too much um, because I needed a break and stuff like that, which, you know, we all all did that. Yeah. Um, So you need someone to just like bounce things off of. And then also someone where you can almost just like vent. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for someone to tell you it's okay, you're not doing it wrong. I'm in this with you, that type yeah. of thing. I agree. No, yeah, I totally agree. And I actually feel that, you know, um, parents need that. Parents need to, to know that, like you said, it's okay. Parents need to know that, oh, if you're doing it this way, maybe this work way will work better. So like you said, bouncing off ideas. But I think that's a really, really great idea. No, a buddy parent, that's, that's amazing. That is a great idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I only had that idea because with my son they used to do book buddies and so like the fifth graders take like the kindergartens and you know like they will help them to learn how to read and read books to them and stuff like that so I was like my goodness if we had that as parents (laughs) we would like do better um you know do a better job if we had a parent who was like yeah yeah yeah, I already had that teacher we already went through that grade like you know this is what we like this is what we used or you know like stuff like that because you know obviously if you already have the experience you're gonna know a lot better than I did you know I'm just trying to agree so I I, agree yeah I love that idea that would be a a very helpful um for the parents and and you get to make a friend and (laughs) and you know just like vent when you need to vent and stuff like that I think that's necessary um yeah you know maybe that's something that that we could do even if the schools don't do that you know maybe you can find your own parent to like buddy up with Um, and you know, yeah, I do think it would make the whole process easier. Or maybe even for your podcast, you can have like, um, let's say like, uh, do you do it weekly? I do it like every two weeks. Yeah. So if you do every two weeks, maybe you can do like one week, you could talk about, let's say like either kindergarten parents and questions that they may have or first grade parents, that type of thing, you know, that's what you're going to have to do, Eileen. (laughs) 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 Giving me more work. But <laughs> I'll tell you all the things I'm going through. Um, but yeah, that's that's exactly what you need to do because yeah. that's not my field. Like people could tell me stuff, but I'm like, we I could do it together. Parent yeah. teacher, we could do it together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna push you, you in there. <laughs> you can get me in there. I'm okay with doing that. But I'm not the I'm not the person to lead this thing. Not at all. Oh. Not at all. You're not giving yourself enough credit, Divina. <laughs> It's like, you could do it. <laughs> Listen, I don't need any more on my plate. I, I, I take out so many things, it's not even funny. I think I'm crazy sometimes. I'm like, why am I saying yes to everything? That's um, so funny. Don't, don't be saying yes to every single thing. Like, I, I yes. love to say yes. It's so hard for me to say no. No, to you me. have to say no. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning. Like, I have limits. Now I'm learning how to build boundaries. Um, you know, that's a process for me because I'm a pleaser. Like, it's very hard. It's very hard when you have that personality where you're like, oh, no, let me help you. And, um, you know, I'm always trying to help people out. And so then I'm like, oh, I don't have time to even make dinner. So yeah, no, <laughs> I used to stretch myself the same way, but not anymore. Like, I'm just like, I know, you know, I've created those boundaries. I know when to say no. I know that no is not a bad word. Yeah. No could be a good word. And you have to be able to grant yourself that. So I do it a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have to know that it's okay to say no, and you don't even need to give a whole explanation. No, like, just no. I don't. No. I'm like, I can't because of this and this and this and this. And no, like, you're giving too much information. Yeah, yeah. I tell my husband that all the time. It's just no, that's it. Yeah, no is an answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is an answer. Um, but thank you so much, Eileen. No, I, thank I really, you. I love everything that you talk about. I want people to to find you and to join your Facebook and everything because you have resources there for them. Yes. And check out her website. I loved her website. Thank I just you so just much. like found it now when she told me about it. I'm like, oh my god, how come I never went on this thing? Um, but it's really cool. She has a lot of good stuff there, and thank she doesn't you. just talk about like the teaching. She talks about everything. Yeah, mom and parents parenting and everything so um you know thank you for doing what you do because no, I thank you writing and um I think she's you know she's great because she not only advocates for her own children but she advocates for the the children that she teaches and um you know that's when you can tell that a person loves what they do as a teacher because you have to um you have to acknowledge that you're in a position to help others out and that you use that tool of your own knowledge and your know your spirit you put your love into it every single day and um and you do what you got to do for the kids you know like yes at, at the end of the line there's always a kid so you have to remember who you're doing this for you know um it, it affects them and they're the ones that are growing and they're the ones that are learning and they're the ones that um are learning from us like how to be adults and you know what they want to do and be and you know you have to be a good example the greatest gift that i get um the greatest gift that i get i actually had one of my first students she's actually giving birth today she's 26 years old yes and she had found me on Facebook and she was like you I'll never forget you and if there's one thing that I always remembered is I didn't get into this profession for um for the money um I could deal without the parents and the politics but the most important thing is when they look for me and they tell me how much of an impact I had and so she sent me a message and she was just like I'll never ever forget you you always pushed me you know mm -hmm. and so it's so weird because today she's having her baby so yesterday I posted on my Instagram story my baby is having a baby yeah. and so she was like oh my god um they so she still calls me Miss Carter because I was the Carter before mm -hmm. and I said no please call me Eileen and she's like I just can't and so she's 26 having her first baby and so it, it reminds me, you know, of why I chose to be a teacher yeah. and um, the love that I have for the children yeah. and the fact that, you know, they are going to be our future. And if I touch one life, one life for me is enough. So yeah. that's so important yeah. for me. Yeah. I have, I have a, a, a very special teacher like that. She was my kindergarten teacher and then she was my eighth grade teacher and she taught me music also. And she even came to my wedding when I had gotten married. I mean, she, for me, empowered me in a way that I, I would never, I considered her like a mother. I really, really considered her like my mother because she was so special. Like the way she taught and um, she just had a way of making everything seem so easy and fun. And um, she put that curiosity you know, in my mind, and she put a lot of hope into me because I, I went, you know, I grew up in a, a very, 
I mean, a, a really poor neighborhood. Um, I was really lucky that I got to go to the school that I went to, but she really made me believe that I could do anything that I wanted to do. Wow. So I came from an area where people didn't even go, maybe didn't even finish high school, you know? Um, so she, she really made me feel like I was capable of doing anything that I wanted, that I, I, I could achieve anything. And because she did that, you know, I was able to do all the things that I did. I, I, I went to an amazing high school and, you know, a great college and the medical school. And, you know, that just didn't happen from where I grew up. Like people just never thought that, that you could even become a doctor. And, you know, my goal was like, I want to be a doctor and come back to this neighborhood. And I want to, you know, help everybody out that, you know, from, I'm always thinking the hood, the hood, the hood. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm I'm very grateful that I was given a teacher like that in my life because without her, I don't know if I would have ever done any of this, you know, but she just put it in my mind. She put that little light of that little, you know, thought like you could do anything. You're, you know, anything. The sky is- And that's what a phenomenal teacher does. Yes, yes. That's and the whole point of it. I have so much respect for teachers because, I mean, she was so special to me. I, I will never forget her, ever, never. Uh, she really is like a, another mom to me. I always say a teacher can make or break a child. Mm -hmm. And I never want to be that type of teacher who breaks a child to me. I remember all the great teachers. Don't get me wrong. I had some rough ones, mm -hmm. but I remember all the great ones. I still keep in contact with my first grade teacher too. And she always said to me that she always knew that she saw that spark in me. And she told me a couple of, I want to say a couple of years back, she says, you just know, Eileen, you know, which students, you know, and she's absolutely right. You know, mm -hmm. I just, I feel like, you know, that's our job. Our job is to touch the lives of children. And the most important thing is like when they come back and they say, you know, thank you. That's the greatest gift. You don't even need anything like tangible. You just need those words like thank you. And that means more than anything. Yeah. And it's good to see them succeed and, you know, enjoy their life and everything. It's beautiful. Yeah. I thank you so much. No, thank you, Eileen, really. Um, you know, I, it, it's so easy to talk to you and, you know, I know you have so much information to give to everybody. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social media, please. Yes. On mommyteachers.com. You can go there. All my buttons are there, mm -hmm. but in, on Instagram, it's just my name, Eileen. And then it's C C A M P O S. So just the two C's for the Carter Campos. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't hide like everywhere is that's what my name is. And the Facebook is mommy teaches, um, as well. And that's it. But if you go to mommyteachers.com, you'll find everything, all my buttons there. I also have a podcast mm -hmm. on, um, Apple and anchor and it's on Spotify certain things I like laid back on a little bit because I just got so caught up with online and, you know, just as far as like, um, just being virtual, virtually teaching, but hopefully I, I finished, um, one of my first children's books and I'm just tweaking that. Yeah, I'm tweaking that. And so hopefully, you know, just move on to that type of career and stuff like that, you know, you know, furthering in my writing, but yeah, anywhere mommyteachers.com you find me. All right. So go thank you on. so much. <laughs> no, thank you. Really, thank you. Thank you. Because I know you're busy. I know you've gone through a lot these past few months. I'm happy to see you healthy and well. And you. um, you know, you're just you're a great person. So thank you, honey. Um, you know, please, everybody, I, I would definitely encourage you to find her. Um, reach out to her because she she's an amazing person. She really is an amazing person. 
So um, let's do know. it again sometime. I, absolutely. You tell me. <laughs> I know we're both busy. It's crazy, right? But um, but yeah, absolutely. I, I'm down for for anything, anytime. If if we're just helping others, people, you know, other people out, I'm there for that. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Have a good evening. Bye-bye, Mama. You. Bye. To listen to more podcasts, please visit us at drdavinalopez.com and follow us on Instagram at drdavinalopez. Thank you for listening. Please keep in mind that all advice given in this podcast is general information. To understand your specific situation, you must consult with your pediatrician.